Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? James Coe here, and you're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. Joined alongside, as always, by the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin. Wizard from Wisconsin. When are you, you're going to have to eventually, Alex Kilhar, graduate to Wizard, I guess. To Wizard? Yes. You well, can't be the Wiz Kid anymore. I do enter my late 20s officially later this month, so oh. maybe that's time. Maybe that's when you graduate? <laughs> maybe that's time. No, it's not. Late no. 20s is still so young. So young. It's so young. Still, still whiz kid territory. Yes, you're uh, still a damn <laughs> kid, Gilhar. <laughs> On the other side of the glass here, uh, we got dudes in uh, our late thirties and uh, uh, wait early forties. Yeah. yeah, don't forget about that. Okay, Michael Fabiano there, the Hall of Famer, and my guy MG Marcus Grant. What's up? What's going on? All right, big show in front of us here today. We got top headlines, of course. Uh, we reintroduce you to the fabulous fantasy game of flex, marry, or cut, and then we're going to take a look at uh, some algorithmic trade targets, some numbers, yes, some, numbers. some math and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag math and stuff, man. Uh, and then we'll talk about some waiver wire pickups, of course, on this beautiful. Uh, slightly chilly Tuesday morning here in the Southern California area. And, of course, we'll get to Daily Daps as well. Another rousing round of Daily Daps, I'm sure. All right, but let's uh, first, by re- uh, reacting to the Monday night football game, um, the Chicago Bears, San Diego Chargers, it was a pretty good game. Pretty good. It's a little slow first half, but uh, really business picked up as uh, old JR. It was, was the uh, it was the Jeremy Langford welcome to the fantasy football party oh my gosh. game. Oh my! By the way, I, dude, he's good, <clears throat> man. Who else was freaking out when Kadeem Carey? There was yeah, everyone. The everyone. <laughs> I'm like, bro, John Fox. I was at the gym at that point, and so I couldn't like scroll through Twitter the whole time. But I was watching the game, and I was like, "Oh man, people must be going crazy." There, there were a lot of the, the basic theme was Carrie's playing. I lost. That was, that, was, <laughs> that was the overriding theme of a lot of those tweets. Um, what I, I didn't tweet it, but I'm sure a lot of people were thinking it. John Fox, you mother. 
<laughs> I'm sure a lot of people were angry, but then God, Langford no, but then took over. Absolutely, Langford did took, fantastic. I mean, he looks so good, man. 18 carries, 72 yards on the ground, and then he added another three catches for 70 yards, including uh, that beautiful diving, diving catch. That diving catch Ooh. was ridiculous. doing his Matt, best Matt Forte impression out there. Yes, yeah, I will tell you this: if you were one of those people out there who didn't have Forte and actually grabbed Langford, you're really hoping Forte is rested for a few more weeks well, because Langford was good, although he is playing the Rams this week. That's yeah, a, that's, that's tough. a tough yeah, the, matchup. The, you know, that's the thing. that This was the week if you grabbed Jeremy Langford, you had to make sure you played him this Absolutely. week it was the Chargers because the right. rest of the schedule is hit or miss. I mean, there's still the Rams. I think the Broncos, uh, the Packers are still there. So there's some games where you might be uh, a little more hesitant. Right? I mean, 140 and a touch. Uh, for for Jeremy Langford, and a two point conversion. <laughs> you gotta love the rando Just two point conversion. Getting it all done all over. Absolutely, the place. I absolutely. He absolutely sparkled and shined. Um, and and again, I've been talking about it almost all season, really. Uh, so high on Jeremy Langford, man. Um, I don't know how he fell, uh, that far down in the draft process, but man, I was. Um, if you're in a dynasty league, dude, you're like, you oh, love it, man. Yeah, you. Who has him in our dynasty league? I'm not sure, but I don't even know. I think it might be Alex Reithmiller, but um, oh man. Um, on That's the same side, him happy. on the same side of the ball, Alshon Jeffrey uh, again, very slow first half, and then Jason Verrett got hurt, and then he, I, <laughs> I mean, he was he had to have been the happiest dude on the field. He exploded yeah. after that injury. Um, well, I guess I guess one of his big plays came on the injury. I mean, hey, Chargers, you you can switch up your coverages. You can you nah, know, you can you can give help. We're good, bro. You give help over there. The, well, the we're trouble good, is too, they were trying to gov- cover Jeffrey with a bunch of like. Six foot, you know, or five eleven corners, and Jeffrey's six four and can jump out of the building. So he was just posting him up a lot of the time, and uh, he had he had a good day. It would have been nice to see him catch a few more of those targets. He had a couple drops early on, but yeah, he did turn into solid. Every day. time Jeffrey has a big game, do you just like cringe? Why? Because you traded him for nothing. Oh, <laughs> me personally, James Coe. Just, yes. just personally, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, take a peek behind the uh, the curtain here. I traded Alshon Jeffrey. To one Mr. Adam Rank, my danger zone compadre. Four. Dude, he the great robbed you. Dante Moncrief. <laughs> he he robbed you like the Joker oh, was no. robbing banks in wow. he, he Dark d- Knight. He dangled the March to 1100. <laughs> he totally took advantage took of March to 1100. He, he put it, you know what? He put it in my face, too. Well, actually, so I traded Alshon when he was, uh, when he was hurt, and I wasn't sure uh, what the injury status was, and it did not. Payoff. But I mean, that's a good lesson in trades: is target somebody who is emotionally invested in something else, <laughs> or go after a player who's injured, who that an too. owner might be frustrated with. That too. Uh, <sighs> can we talk about the grittiness of, <laughs> of the Chargers, though? We are all gritnesses. Yes, we are all gritnesses. Yes. Uh, Danny Woodhead, uh, six carries, thirty-three rush yards. But man, dude, by the way, all the damage he did in the air. Is there a more underrated fantasy football player than no. Danny Woodhead? There's there no, can't be. No, the no, guy's in the top ten in standard not. leagues. Yes, he's in the top ten. He might be in the top five he probably is in ppr leagues he's great and every single week you get questions on twitter should i start danny Woodhead? Right. yes you what, should a, play what other person you want that right. you should be playing this dude I mean, and he's at, good at this point with all the injuries the chargers have who else is there what's I mean, great about woodhead is aside from like two games where they just decided not to give him the ball right his like absolute floor is like 75 yards Agreed. and he always has touchdown upside so that's like if you can, if you tell me I'm going to get bare minimum seven point five points and have the chance for like today, 20. a seventeen point game, right. or two weeks ago a twenty two point game, right. like 
Lock and load. Danny Wood head into the Thank flex. You. Or yeah, RB2. Absolutely. All absolutely. Day. RB2 all day long, man. Um, you know, it, it's funny, man. You look at the comparison, right? Danny Wood had six carries, 33 rush yards. And then Melvin Gordon, 11 carries, 31 rush yards. Eh, not so great. Um, and then, of course, through the air. I mean, Danny Woodhead, you, you kind of expect this, but six uh, six catches for 78 and a touch. Um, and that wheel route was gorgeous. And uh, Melvin Gordon on the other side, three catches for 25 yards. So um, it, it's fun. I don't know why the Chargers are still – well, I guess I do understand why they've got an investment in Melvin Gordon. But, man, the offense just clicks, uh, and it just moves the ball a lot easier when Danny Woodhead's – uh, more of a featured player. I'll, I'll say this, and the numbers don't necessarily bear it out, but I felt like Melvin Gordon looked better this week. I agree. As in past weeks. That I, mean, I agree with. It doesn't show on the stat sheet, but just physically yeah. watching him, he looked better. I think let's we have to remember, too, Melvin Gordon is running out of a lot of different sets than Woodhead. Woodhead's coming out of the shotgun against like less stacked fronts. And Gordon, that poor San Diego offensive line. I think they're decimated. Just, I think they're grabbing guys out of like Italian restaurants and throwing them in there. Just like <laughs> hey, you're, listen, you're you pretty big. Like why they, don't you start? You know my Italian compadres. They're pretty good at blocking. Right, exactly. And yeah. I, th- I think that's the case for them. So a lot of vowels in those. It's names. a disappointing season for Melvin Gordon right now, but it's not like that where we can write him off because he's still a talented player. You can see it flash uh, on the field, but he just needs a little help. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, MG, you hit it right on the head. He he does. He looked a lot better. And again, as you mentioned, it didn't show on the stat sheet, but um, but no. He, I think he's starting to get more comfortable too. Um, he ran a different system there in Wisconsin, and changing systems is so underrated in football, is it not? I mean, people just think if you're a great player, you get dropped into any system and you're just going to be great. Well, and I think part of it for two is is mental for Gordon. Like they always say, the hardest thing to get used to in the NFL is the speed. And Melvin Gordon was one of the fastest players in the Big Ten last oh, year. Yeah. So now he's oh, yeah. he's not able to rely as purely on that, and he needs to get better at reading his blocks and trusting his instincts and making more decisive cuts. Because that's a big thing too. You watch him; he always seems to take a half a second longer than Danny Woodhead because he's yep. processing everything. I'd absolutely and, cut him right now if I had a hot free agent to pick up. I mean, this, he hasn't though. scored a touchdown all year, dude. No, he hasn't no, I know. scored I more than eight p- fantasy points in like six games in a row. Right. 100% agree with you. I'd, Just saying. I'd cut him. But it, it's, cut him. I guess I guess at the – Big picture. I, I, I think also at the position, though, too, fams, right? Like, there's not – Sure. There's right. not well, a lot out there. No, exactly. So – if I had to, for James Starks, if I had you to, you cut him to pick up James. Oh Starks? yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going on with Lacey right now, but I would do that. I would do that too. Starks that has been in a heartbeat, pretty good in two of the last yeah. three games. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I want a guy who's going to score fantasy points. All right, how and about? I'm not sure that if Gordon gets dropped, someone else is going to immediately pick him up. You might be right. No, you might be right. It's kind of like it's so. it's like a it's like a big reason why I was so scared to drop Amir Abdullah, right? Yeah, yeah it's like nobody's going. Yeah, but at this point, Abdullah. you're like, yeah. oh, okay, great. Uh, yeah, nobody's, nobody's going. <laughs> well, it's true because like with both Abdullah and Gordon, you're like, they're so talented. They're so good. Why though. can't they do anything? I know, I know, I know. Uh, Philip Rivers, uh, 280 yards through the air, touchdown. He had an okay day. Well, you know what though? Great, but he okay. got jobs. I mean, he had that touchdown pass to Gates that was called back. He should have had over 20 fantasy points last night, and it wasn't his fault that he didn't. But uh, we now have the latest, most popular meme What's online. That? Oh, his face at the end of the Phillip game? Philip Rivers' face God, at the end of the game. God, that was incredible. It's everywhere. Yep, it is everywhere. Uh, let's talk yeah. about his pass catchers real quick, though, because okay. he lost Malcolm Floyd right. potentially for the season. That yep. looked like a collarbone injury to me. That didn't look good at all. Um, 
Is that what the initial reports are? I thought I, I, I thought it was more of like a, a rotator cuff or something. I don't know, maybe, but it looked like he was when he was walking off. It looked like he was doing the thing where he wasn't trying to like let the arm sag too much, like Charles Woodson in the Super Bowl. I got you, kind of stuff. So we'll we'll see. Um, but Stevie Johnson seven for sixty eight, Gates six for sixty nine. Uh, I guess Dontrell Inman's a, is a pickup now too. Just uh, yeah, yes, but what did he do last night? I mean, he did he didn't do anything. Yeah. Yes, he is a good player. He tore up the CFL and he has done stuff in the NFL when he's had chances. Last night, prime time, not his greatest showing. Uh, no. Uh, you look at the target uh, targets here. Uh, Danny Woodhead had ten targets in the receiving game. Antonio Gates had eleven, which was kind of to be expected. Um, and Stevie Johnson had ten. Dontrell Inman had five. And then some guy named Javante. <laughs> some de- I was like, who is this guy out? If who you picked up Javante Johnson, Burden? you've got to be happy. The targets, he had, what, 10 targets 10 last night? targets, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a decent PPR night. Yeah, absolutely. But in standard leagues, he didn't give you he too got, much. And he, he got almost, right at and the goal he almost line. scored a touchdown. Right, exactly. So yeah, you so. got you got to like his upside moving forward, though, too. Oh, I agree with that. 10 targets, Certainly. shoelace at the goal Certainly. Line. Now, now uh, in, in your opinions, uh, this was Rivers' worst game in a while. Have a lot to do with Keenan Allen not being out there. Might be. Has a lot to do with is it time most to of sell his guys high? Not being is out it there. T- time to sell high on Rivers. Oh yeah, I I would hundred percent do that. Yeah. Uh, uh, did we saw? Well, first of all, I hate using the we saw this last year narrative, but we saw this last year. Yep. Uh, he tailed off considerably in the, in the back half of last year because remember last year too he started out gangbusters, awesome, awesome. gangbusters, and then a lot of people th- thought, well, I can play him all year long. Right. I'll trade my QB two. Sure. And that hurt. Right. Well, here's the reason that you might not want. Because I'm looking at the schedule right now. Yeah, I now. just pulled that up, Ooh, too. Oh, hit me. It's uh, juicy. He's got the Chiefs, the Jaguars. There's a game that against helps. Denver, which that you, helps. Well, the old North. You're, you old North the name against Denver. Yeah, yeah. But another Chiefs. Oh, the Dolphins God. have been shaky. And the Raiders. The Raiders. Oh. So go. the schedule. Oh. And, and because they can't run the football. Yeah, they're right. going to chuck it. They still got to throw it 40 times a game. Like, honestly, 42 attempts for Rivers is low. Right. right. Like, <laughs> no, no, you're right. They'll probably get back up to 50. Well, there you go. There's your analysis for Friends, boom, so. right there. Um, Jay Cutler had a, a a great game too. Um, that well, I mean, he had the pick six, but man, what a great play! He's had four like pretty good games in a row. I mean, can we start? I, I was like, can we start stop dumping on Jay well, Cutler? I, like, you gonna absolutely, you're gonna play him against the Rams. Well, no, but what I'm saying is <laughs> he has been good lately. He's been good, yep. like you know, yep. like no he's, doubt. He's been an easy punchline for a yes. really long time. And, Agreed. You know, it's always fun to throw the smoking Jay Cutler gifts up there <laughs> and stuff when he does something. But dude well, is playing some really good football he, right now. He played poorly to start the season, but after he came back from his hammy injury, he has not had fewer than 17 fantasy points, which is Don't not amazing. Good. But that's a good. No, thing. he's heck, also he's never had good. he's never had more than 20. But he hasn't had fewer than 17. And last so. night started off bad, too. He had the fumble. He had the pick six. Yep. You're like, oh, old Jay Cutler is back. But he finished strong. He rebounded. I, I feel as if um, if you had a, a combo of Jay Cutler and, and Jameis Winston, you're okay playing the matchups for the rest of the year. For sure. Uh, we should probably move on, though. We spent the, a healthy amount of time on this game. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> so we love Langford. So we love Alex, Langford. Alex is the uh, podcast watchdog. He is. That's, oh. that's my job back here. I love is. it. All right. Top headlines. Let's do it. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the woo. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife. Uh, we did forget to mention Alshon Jeffrey, 10 catches, 151 yards. Uh, Bennett uh, had 57 nice game. yards and a touchdown. He saved me from losing to Damashek. Oh, gosh. There you Damashek go. started right, So your first top headline is uh, Deion Lewis torn ACL. 
Uh, the initial report was so weird that his ACL was loose. I, I don't. Even, that's not. I didn't see that. <laughs> that, yeah. that was the initial report. It was so bizarre. Yeah, it was it's weird. Like, that's not a medical condition. A loose ACL. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so uh, Dion Lewis tore his ACL officially. He's out for the rest of the year. Makes me so sad. I know. It's it is sad. What is um, this year, man? The injuries to running backs. It's crazy. Ridiculous. Like I look it's at my crazy. waiver wire. The top three guys: Le'Veon Bell, Jamal Charles, Arian Foster. Now you got Dion Lewis is going to pop up on Jamal the waiver Charles. wire. It it's is so ridiculous. Yeah, this it's season. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What what to do here? Um, I I know that. Um, I I'd love to try to figure out bell tricks at this point. Uh, Legarrette Blunt, I I assume we'll see an uptick, but a tiny one. But they don't ever use him in the passing game. Right. So who do we target? The, the, here? Brandon the big, Bolden. Well, the big question oh, is, or is it no. James White? Exactly. Is it Brandon Bolden or James White? Oh, I think no. both. I think both are waiver ads this week okay. because you just don't know. Bolden's the more all-around versatile players yeah. who that you know Belichick likes that. He can play on special teams. He caught a touchdown on the same route Deion Lewis dropped his on last week. Okay. However, James White is the shiftier, natural pass-catching back who in the game when Deion Lewis was out played uh, the most snaps of any Patriots running back. Oh, no. So basically it's that shrug emoji. You, you <laughs> grab both and we see what happens. You can also use uh, – I'll give you someone to target this week and okay. sort of see if it sticks is Joyke Bell. Right, you would think <laughs> after the bye week, oh, no. he's a little bit healthier. Okay. Amir Abdullah has not done anything this year. He's done jack. I would, I wouldn't mind stashing Bell and kind of seeing if the Lions use him a little bit more. I mean, they did use him a little bit more in that last game, and he had, he had one good run, and then he had sure. a bunch of other one yard but flops. The the fantasy streets are are uh, a rough place right now at the running back position. But do we want to get on the Detroit Lion fantasy streets? <laughs> <laughs> those are dangerous. L- listen, streets, man, man. It, I, oh, to me it's worth dangerous. just like yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I'm, a flyer. I, I it makes me want to throw up, but it's worth a flyer. All right, so there you go. Um, you know, I know a lot of folks were going to rush to go get Brandon Bolden, right, because he scored the touchdown. Uh, but you're right, James White uh, certainly has. And, uh, you know, and someone brought up a great point, too, that uh, Brandon Bolden plays special teams, so that's why he was yes. activated for that game. Um, it, now that uh, there's a, a roster spot open there for, for Deion Lewis's injury, um, James White should be activated. They both should be more, yeah. Um, so we shall see. But, um, yeah, either one of those guys, I wouldn't spend a high waiver priority on. No, 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 no. Sure. Don't spend a ton of fab. Don't spend a high waiver priority. Right. But scoop him up if you can later in the week. All right, so how about Big Ben? He's out multiple weeks reportedly uh, with a foot, mid-foot sprain. What's the impact here on Antonio Brown? I, I know a lot of Antonio Brown. He's not going to get 16 yeah. catches again. <laughs> 23 it's targets. Not, oh, whatever it was. It's not as bad as if it were Mike Vick because when Mike Vick – Mike Vick is the only player in the NFL who could shut down Antonio Brown. He proved that. Brown didn't score more than very six fantasy points uh, in the three games where Vic was the primary quarterback for the Steelers. So not too worried about uh, I Antonio mean, listen, Brown? it's not ideal. No, I, it's I, not. At least Landry Jones is going to look to Brown. He's not going to put up the same numbers he would have with Roethlisberger out there on the field. But it's um, if, if it were Vic, I'd be afraid to start Antonio Brown. Landry Jones, I'm not as afraid. Yeah, I mean, the last time Jones got the full start against the Chiefs, uh, Brown went over 100 yards and Martavis had a 19-yard touchdown. So... They can both still succeed with Jones, but it's just not as exciting. You know, I saw a sad stat, too, that yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, and Martavis Bryant were all in the field together for, like, a mere 16 snaps. Oh. Wow. wow. Oh, that is rough. That's so sad. That is very sad. All right, so you guys aren't worried about Martavis either? Um, well, Jones actually looked at Martavis when they had that uh, right. when they had that connection going on. Dude, it's in that the backup, game where backup Big Ben got hurt, and then in Kansas City, Martavis scored a touchdown, so. 
Yeah, I don't I, know that. It's, maybe he's not as like every week lock him in as a wide, ret- yeah, wide receiver yeah, two. He might yeah. slip down to more of like flex talk. Yeah. All right, there you go. How about you know? I did wonder about D'Angelo Williams too because look, I know he looked fabulous, but um, you know, you got to figure with Landry in there, um, they're going to stack the box. No, uh, I got to think that's going to impact D'Angelo I, Williams a bit. I don't know that I'm really worried about it. I yeah, I, I I think we all kind of agree is that when it comes to when it came to handcuffs for fantasy running backs in the, the preseason, I feel like there was the smallest drop-off from Le'Veon Bell to D'Angelo Williams. I feel like that was kind of the, the closest gap between the two. So, uh, you know, having a, you know, a a big stacked front, I guess there's some reason for concern, but I, I have enough confidence in, in D'Angelo Williams in that running game that they'll be fine. All right. Uh, the Rams have signed the mighty Wes Welker. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's all we need. That's, that's about that's, as that's, much that's about excitement it. as you're going to get out yeah. of right. so I, I, But I mean, I wanted to put it on here, too, because people might be going out and trying to pick him up, recognize the name. Don't. Don't do it. No, don't, no, do it. don't do it. The, no. the worst thing for him was actually like signing with the Rams because Wes Welker needs a, a timing, accurate quarterback. Right. And none of those words describe Nick Foles. Uh, no. No, he Nick Foles, the master of the seven-step drop and throw out of bounds. I watched a little bit of that Rams-Vikings game from Sunday. Sorry for you. It was like bizarro football. I mean, first off, the score was 18-15 to 15 for the longest time, which solid new NFL math is stupid. <laughs> it is. It's just stupid. I mean, that's how I learned to count when I was a kid is by sevens and <laughs> threes. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, you know, new NFL math is stupid. The Rams play bizarro football. I don't understand anything they do. It, it, it hurts my brain to watch <laughs> So we will move on. Wes Welker, not worth the pickup. Um, Sammy Watkins, despite dealing with a sore ankle. Oh, my gosh. Best game of the season yeah, for yeah. Sammy Watkins. That, that was scared impressive. me, too. And you know what? I think people are going to get into the trap of, oh, he was great. I got to play him this week. Road game, short week, Darrell Revis. Not looking good. I, I, I have him in our league, and I don't know that. All I'm right, but before him. before before we get caught up in this Darrell Revis narrative, I mean, let's go back okay. and look at the last couple of weeks because okay. two weeks ago, I mean, Mark Cooper didn't have a huge game, but he made some plays on Revis. So it's first possible. half, how many first fantasy half? points did he score? Well, matter. First he half, made first plays half. on Revis. Well, and, like and what do you mean it doesn't matter? That's no, 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 what we're here. No, no, I, I agree. But, but no, no. But to Marcus's point, though, it's not like it's not like the pass game got shut down. He had four point eight points. I but, hear you, and it was mostly in the first half. But uh, again, the point is, plays can be made. But plus, and then last week. Allen Robinson was all over the place against Darrell Rivas. So it's not as though he's just locking dudes down left and right. I mean, there are plays that I can Julian be had. Edelman do against him? There are plays okay, that can be I'm had. Okay, but Julian Edelman's not the same receiver as Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, and Sammy Watkins. They're different players. Right, I mean, Watkins is – and Robinson – I think Robinson is, is a faster player, so Rivas could potentially he's a faster player. a little he's bit a, against him. He's a bigger player. Sammy I mean, Watkins has got a little bit of an ankle, didn't help, hinder him last week. But I'm just saying, man, Darrell Rivas – you're going to throw scared. Darrell Rivas. Don't be scared. I'd say – Don't be scared. Don't be scared. I am not playing him. Don't be scared. I'm look at him. look at Sammy in the flex because he he's he's if going against Revis it's probably a boomer bust game he's he he could roast him for a forty yard touchdown yeah. or it's going to be a battle and he's going to get five yeah. catches for forty yards um gosh I'm I'm torn on it honestly but Ty God Ty God is I, back. I, I'm torn on it because because here's the deal um I know Sunday we gave probably the worst possible fancy advice and, and to be fair um, I followed my own advice and I benched Sammy Watkins for Doriel Green Beckham. 
Ooh. He still got you seven points, point some points. <laughs> I know, but I benched him for Jordan Matthews, hurt. so I didn't get yeah, that not too big much of a drop off a kick, but yeah, but yeah, no. Um, and we told people to bench Sammy Watkins because we were really worried about the injured ankle. He wasn't, you know, being fully utilized in the offense yet. I just, <sighs> to me, Sammy Watkins is a guy that if you start feeding him, he starts heating up. But he's not that Martavis Bryant type dude, right? Where like if you get him the ball one time, he just explodes out. Uh, for a, a big old gain. So I think I see sometimes I see frustration with Sammy Watkins. I think that's what I see. Um, and when a what, receiver's frustrated, not terribly effective. So, um, man, I don't know what to do there. I, I don't mind him this week. It also helps that Percy Harvin is out of the picture. True. And Sammy Watkins doesn't have to compete as much for targets. That's true. So uh, I think he is naturally going to get fed more by how the offense works and now his connection with Tyrod. So. You've talked me into it. <laughs> right. Talk me into it. I'm playing Sammy Watkins. There we go. I like it. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater suffered a nasty-looking concussion. I mean, he was laid out cold uh, for a few seconds. Scary to see that stuff. His back of his head slammed into the turf, and he was just knocked out. Um, knocked out cold. He's going through the concussion protocol. They say well, he, he like already should. passed his first test, right? Which so is a they great say sign. he should be good to go for Sunday. He's got a fabulous matchup against the Oakland Raiders. Um, I just, I guess I'm just not that confident in Bridgewater. He, he's really not had that many great games anyway. No, he hasn't. No, well, we're just watching him. The one thing that I've noticed uh, is that he's, he's just not accurate. That's supposed to be one of his big strengths. I know. How accurate he was, but he's kind of been all over the place so far. If you need to pick up a quarterback off the waiver wire this week, Joe Flacco is the play. Yeah. He will be in my top 10 quarterbacks this okay. week. He's averaged over 20 fantasy points a game at home, and he's playing the Jags. Yes, that's that, good. I, and I don't care that Steve Smith is out. It's uh, great, it's a good I, spot start. I I will play him if I can. If I can pick him up, if I need a quarterback, I will play him with all the confidence in the world. Uh, you mentioned Jordan Matthews as a play over uh, Sammy Watkins. He had that one really nice big play, but overall they they were utilizing him more. And you know the drops did not impact him finally against that uh, Dallas secondary. How much do you trust Jordan Matthews moving forward? I don't. <laughs> wow, that was quick. I don't. Well, no. I mean, let's 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 put this into perspective. I mean, he did nothing after the first two games of the year, and then if it wasn't for the overtime, if it wasn't for Dan Bailey uh, making that lucky field goal where it hit the upright and went through, if it wasn't for Ryan Matthews' fumble that was overturned, Jordan Matthews does not get those ten plus points in overtime, and he gave you another stinker. Yeah, but like you always say, you can't take that away from him. Well, and it, no, no, no. But it was it, typically you're not getting overtime. Typically you're not getting a fifth right. period I wanna, to score points. I'm with Fabs. I want to see him. Ad- I want to see him do it again. Actually, I don't even know if I own Jordan Matthews in any leagues. But if I was an owner, I would like to see him at least get utilized more again before I start trusting him every week as a wide receiver too again. I, it's just to me. It's it's just whether or not he can catch the ball. I know it seems pretty obvious. He was better, but he didn't, he didn't have any drops. He didn't have any drops. His two best games have come against the Cowboys, <laughs> and he's not just, playing the Cowboys. I just, maybe that tells you something. <laughs> I just wonder at some point, and maybe the, maybe it's not in his skill set, but I see a guy you know six three, good size, good speed, long arms. Uh huh. Why they keep using him as a slot receiver? That's that's all he does. I mean, they, don't, they can't play him outside. Can't they teach him how to play outside? I just feel like, I, I, look, and Chip Kelly knows more than I do. Just ask him. Um, yeah, it, it just feels like they're wasting a guy who could be something more than what he is. And I feel like him just 
exclusively being a slot receiver is kind of limiting to who he is. I, I would tend to agree with you in most traditional offenses, but as you know, Marcus, because you followed the Pac-12 for so long, Chip Kelly's offense likes to go short a lot. And so I think that's why they kind of want to get the ball in the hands of their best player, which would be, well, I guess theoretically it would be Jordan Matthews, uh, their best wide receiver anyways, right? So, like, if you move him into the slot, you kind of like the fact that he's able to, to be in all these different formations, and they theoretically should be able to utilize him. It's just the, tr- the trouble is they need an outside threat. Like, right. a lot of teams are learning this year, or they're realizing that without that outside threat, you can't run an offense through a slot receiver. No. Packers are having that trouble with right. uh, Randall Cobb when they didn't have Adams or Nelson. Uh, they're having an issue. The Eagles are. The Dolphins had that issue with Jarvis Landry. Right. Like you need that threat outside. That's why Jordan Matthews is so good last year was because Jeremy, Jeremy Macklin, Macklin was taking the deep. Like, but when that exactly. when that, that attention shifts into the middle and it takes away his his combo routes and his other ones, you know, his uh, well, I forget what it's called, the ones where he can go different directions and stuff. That's shutting him down. So they need to do more to get him open. And if this is what they this is the result of that them doing that, then great. Bro, you don't believe in Miles Austin? Nope. <laughs> No. Miles. Okay. Uh, All right. Sorry. All right. We move on. <laughs> uh, how about in Green Bay? Uh, Eddie Lacy, negative one fantasy points in standard. Uh, not great. Uh, James <laughs> Starks, meanwhile, um, exploded again. I think 15 plus fantasy points. I want to say he had 18 in standard. Uh, but uh, he looked, again, like the much more effective back. Um, I don't had, know how. 18.2. I don't know how you play Eddie Lacy ever again. Um, until <laughs> ever he, again, like no, this for, year the, or for the rest, rest of the of year, his life. <laughs> maybe for the, maybe for the rest of his life. I'm not no. sure. He he needs to ride the pine um, until further notice. I think, he, it, but I'm saying in real life too, though. Oh now, no, he. I, okay, here's here's the thing. As the one who watches this team the most, and has the most for the yes. for his entire life, this I think the offense is going to start turning towards James Starks more, just because whether it is Eddie Lacy over late. Ankle effects. I still he's not running as well as he has in the past. There and Mike McCarthy said it this week in the press too. Uh, I don't think they're going to abandon him either because he is a talented player that has produced for them in the past. But this is probably going to start turning more into a sixty forty split in James Starks' favor. That's why I had him as the number one waiver wire pickup because he has he acquitted himself super well this past week too in all the things that you need to to see the field more like pass protection. He picked up great blitzes off of Thomas Davis. He had soft hands catching the ball of the backfield because like he, he had 83 yards. Like neither he nor Lacey really got it going on the ground because um, James only Starks only had 39 yards too. But this is probably still going to be a backfield split. I think it will start favoring Starks though because they just they have to go with the more productive players. Right, and I think and I think that's the thing. It, it starts to become a real world issue with the Packers and Vikings. They're tied atop the division right now, so you're you're worried about winning the division, and so it isn't about hey, we got to get Eddie Lacy going. I think that time passed a couple of weeks ago. Do you think there's something to the whole Alabama running backs thing? Like, no. 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 Like, <laughs> Trent Richardson. There's an Alabama running league, back that's, does the number well. two in, that's number two in fantasy score. You know, no. like, right. TJ Gilbert's number two? First, Mark first, Ingram. Oh, first, first <laughs> what, four years he did nothing. I was like, what? Um, I was, I'm just saying that they run the ball a lot at Alabama, and maybe those guys come into the league and they're not as fresh as some of the other kids that uh, – Might be true, but Mark Ingram's playing well. TJ Yeldon playing well as well. Well, he's a rookie, right. I'm saying, you know – after a couple of years, you know, like well, it I mean, took Mark Ingram Richardson. a couple of years though because it I think took four years. I <laughs> know, right? The thing with him God. was he said he came in and didn't know how to be like a professional. So mm. that's why if you're in Dynasty two, I mean, maybe jump ship on Lacey, but I would kind of hold out hope that maybe he is one of those awakenings like Mark Ingram did, and it's like, oh wow, because next year is a contract year for Lacey. Oh, so I'm, I'm, I would pick him up 
I mean, I love him for next year. Next year, because hopefully next year he comes in a little more shredded, ready to work. No, he will and come get that and get shape. that get that payday. So you know but he's going to come in for the rest of the season. Starks is probably every week flex. Um, the question really becomes, if that's the case, uh, look, I don't think you drop Eddie Lacy this Can't. week Can't. because he's had two really, really tough matchups. Um, I- I'd love to hold on to him for next week and kind of see what he looks like next week. Uh, right? You're making excuses for him, though, bro. He's had good matchups and has done nothing. 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 When, look, when I, look when of all injured. people in this room, I'm not making excuses yeah. for, for Eddie Lacy. Trust me. That's but uh, yeah, it, would, it would not be James to make excuses. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the thing is though, too. This is also why you can't. This is also why you can't drop Lacy because he's one James Stark's bad step off the bus away from being the featured back again. Good point. I know, but even when he was the featured back, he was lousy. When he was the one, the one week he was the featured back when he wasn't injured, he scored like 16 fantasy points. That was week one. See, he's been the featured back one week all year long. Because he got injured, uh, but he's been the feature back one week because, this year. And the one, the one week he did, he produced, but he was he was injured after that. I, I yeah. mean, the, the thing about it is, if, if he is the featured back, it's hard to to go away from him because as we keep talking, how many featured backs are there left are in this league? Yeah, there's there's maybe five, maybe five. So that's uh, why you can't you can't you can't drop him. He, I'm not saying to cut him. I'm not saying to cut him. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, I definitely if, would not. Even if he him. gets back a featured role, you're putting him in your lineup, and you don't have much confidence. But James Dark's absolutely uh, your top waiver wire ad. And again, as we mentioned, well, is it I, him I, or Carlos Williams? Oh gosh, um, because Carlos well, we'll Williams get to is producing even with McCoy on the field. Well, let's right? get. Well, we might as well just talk about that now. Let's yeah, we can jump it. to waivers. Um, well, hey, here's the thing. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up into this, right? So we're talking top headlines here. Okay, so fine. It's uh, LaShawn McCoy dealing with a shoulder injury. How do you like that? Uh, he's reportedly, reportedly good to go. Um, he's not going to even get an MRI on the shoulder. He says he, he feels fine. Short week, though. Um, so you got to figure they're going to limit his um, – maybe you, you figure he, they would limit his workload a bit uh, in this upcoming game, maybe try to get him back to 100%. I think for this week, Carlos Williams will be um, a pretty solid play. As you mentioned, Fabs, what, nine carries um, in his previous game on Sunday for over 100 yards. Yeah, man. Well, here's, here's, here's the thing. the guy with, who produces when he's out there. Right. Uh, I actually I wrote this up in the waiver wire column. In games this year where he's received 12 or fewer touches, he's finished as the RB21, the RB18, RB11, and RB3. That's amazing. In standard scoring. With 12 or fewer touches. That's crazy. That's crazy. So he's, I'd have him and Starks as the top two, but it seems like Starks might be more uh, you know, in line for a bigger workload. That's where I'd go after him first. I think that's I think that's where I'm kind of sort of leaning. I, I mean, it's hard to de- rely on a guy who's just getting that few touches, right? <laughs> I mean, he's producing on, all, on that. Yeah, few I, I, I mean, so yeah, he's doing stuff. Granted, right. he's putting up numbers. He he is a huge candidate to like regress from his touchdown production, right? Though. So that's the fear. But I mean, until it stops, I mean, nine carries, two touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, this, <laughs> let's put it this way: he's let, entering David Johnson type levels here. Let, this let's is look ridiculous. at the numbers. Okay, when he's played, okay, eleven and a half points, eleven point seven, twenty four, sixteen, and twenty eight. I mean, like that's that's like ridiculous bongo type of well that this that's that's PPR let me look at his um let but, me look but at his can we also report. but I mean but it's also he's been pretty good he's oh been, no no he's, he's been, been fabulous I, I but I, I guess I, I would caution uh, managers only because I think about David Johnson too right like you think about what he was doing early on in the season with limited touches um also producing but it's so hard to trust a guy who's Stan- only getting standard nine 11 and a half nine seven 17 13 and 23 it's amazing 
It's amazing what he's doing on that. He's like, you remember uh, Anton Smith last year? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that dude was touching the ball on a minimal basis and yeah. scoring like a 50-yard touchdown. That's what I mean. When he got his carry in the, the game last night, I looked at Harmon. I was like, he, he didn't score? <laughs> it, was, it was sort of shocking, like, right? What? Carlos <laughs> Williams has scored a touchdown in every game he's played. That's I know, but that's why he's a massive candidate to regress from yeah. that scoring. So, But he's he's a great ad. Um, other ads, like we mentioned, Stevie Johnson, Dontrell Inman, because somebody's got to catch passes in uh, right. San Diego. Looks like DGB's getting a little bit more work. Uh, he did nothing in the first half. A lot, lot of production in the second half, 77 yards for uh, DGB. He, um, he's so talented, and they're finally putting him on the field more. I read an article where they said that they because they've been uh, – he's raw. He's super raw. So they had been working him into the offense a lot more. They had to scale it back because they were almost going a little overboard with, like, throwing all the concepts and stuff at him. But – He's such a sneaky ad right now because if he starts to get it going down the stretch, I mean, you know him from college. He's like 6'5", 230. Right. Can, Ridiculous athlete. Like, freak athlete. So, And he, he is like the best wide receiver on the Titans. So if he starts getting used more. You know me. Oof, I like athletes, man. Look out. Uh, I, would, I would shout out his 40 time, but uh, we'll not do that. Next <laughs> next, next section, uh, Ravens pass catchers. Like Fabs pointed out, uh, with Blacko with them playing the Jags. They've Aiken, got a right? good matchup. Aiken's going to be their like number one. Yeah. The sneaky guy. Chris Givens, they traded for him earlier this year from yeah. St. Louis. Okay. He will fill that role they wanted Brashad Perriman to do. The vertical the stretch, route? Stretch the field role. Okay. He's a speedy guy, so he's a, a deep flex if you're hoping for the home run shot. And then my boy Crockett Gilmore. Yeah, Crockett. <laughs> Love it. Uh, we Crockett Gilmore into this show. He's, he's taking over for Chris Ivory. He's the guy of, who gets uh, on the show. One of the <laughs> he's one of my heroes. Uh, and then the last one, this is a sneaky ad, but if you're in a deep league or you stream quarterbacks and all the other good ones are gone, don't be afraid Captain? to fire up Captain Kirk this week. Okay. You like that? You like that? Yeah. He, you didn't do it. I was going to do it. He is playing the Saints defense that has been torched. Just destroyed. Absolutely torched the last couple weeks. So I love that the Saints have uh, gone back to old school Saints, right, where they're just tossing the rock around and they like can't. A, the scoreboard's like a pinball machine. I know, and, and they can't They can't defend the pass, but the, the, the Saints offense is keeping up. It, it's fun football to watch, but, man, it's, um, it's interesting because, you know, we were talking about earlier in the season where Drew Brees was much more of a game manager. They were running the ball a lot. They get down on the goal line, and Mark Ingram was seeing a lot of work. Um, Ingram, again, had a pretty good game, but it would have been nice if he had gotten a couple of uh, goal line looks, no? Uh, it would have been. You know, the thing about Mark Ingram is he's been just, just steady and just kind of quietly yeah. doing his thing. Yeah. Like he doesn't yeah. necessarily have huge weeks. He's like a souped-up Danny Woodhead. Kind of Where is. he, like, except instead of the lowers, he's averaged, like, 12 points every week. You know, it's just he's just kind of cruising along. You know, you're not really paying much attention. He and Matt Forte. I mean, so Forte got hurt because Forte was kind of the same. Sure. We, we didn't talk about either of those guys. 100%. But they were just kind of doing their thing every single week. And you plugged 100%. them in, and you knew you were going to get double-digit points from them. You know what's so funny? Sometimes on fantasy shows, and I know we're guilty of it, too, um, we sometimes ignore the really good players the the really good players not the great players or the standout performances we we definitely praise those all day long and of course if you're a fantasy disappointment oh oh <laughs> oh we will take you to task uh like we did in yesterday's show to poor eddie Lacey. i apologize not really but that's okay um but yeah no i mean it's it's those it's those plus guys that aren't necessarily great but really really good that we kind of sort of ignore i think mark ingram and and as you mentioned matt forte did not get nearly enough love uh on nfl fantasy live this year but that's okay all right uh let's play a little game of flex marry or cut shall we Woo-hoo. first one barnyard dog ben watson 
Delaney Walker. Real quick, let's go back. So the rules for those that didn't hear us play this in the offseason is we list three players all about the same area of production at the same position, and we have to flex one, marry one to our roster for the, the rest of the year, and cut one. So it's a uh, it's uh, harkening back to games some kids play, um, but in fantasy terms. I don't so underst- I don't know flex, of this game. Flex, that, uh, marry, or cut. I don't know of this game that you are uh, referencing here. Flex, marry. I do know flex, marry, or cut though. Yes, I think they flex, play a version of this game on the Howard Stern show quite often. I don't know of what you right. speak of. Who wants to <laughs> take, who wants to tackle this tight end conundrum first? Barnyard dog uh, Ben Watson, Delaney Walker, the master of catching tip passes. This is. Man, they're designed to not be easy. I know this, That's is, why this I was, one is really not easy. When I was concocting these yesterday. All right, we know we know where I'm going. I'm marrying Barnyard. Woo woo. We know that I'm marrying Barnyard. Uh, by the way, there's a Twitter handle or a, a a a fan of the podcast who um has named his team. Oh wait, no, it's not the. Fa- I met a guy out in the streets. <laughs> oh my gosh, I in met these, a, in these fantasy streets, dude. Huh? I met a dude out in the streets. I was out on a Saturday. Um, at a, at a place that serves adult beverages, and this dude was like, "Oh my gosh, hey, I love your show." I'm like, "Uh, I I couldn't tell if he was being serious or not." Anyways, he shows me his team name, and it's the Barnyard Dogs. That's awesome. That was great. Anyway, so yes, I'm marrying Barnyard. Um, I will flex Ben Watson, and I will cut Delaney Walker. There's only so many tip passes you can catch. Anyway. Are we talking about this week or the rest of the season? Rest of the season. Rest of the season. R West, baby. Yeah, I'm probably gonna go with Co there. All right, I agree with Co. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I may be. All right, well, I'm gonna put peer pressure on Marcus because Co's decision was my decision as well. Well, I'm gonna. I think I may flex Barnyard and maybe marry Ben Watson. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, I, and I you say believe that, in that passing game. One, I believe in the passing game. Yeah. Two, I, I just I, I don't know what the Browns are doing at the quarterback position. Oh, if you could guarantee me, point. if you could guarantee me that Josh McCown is going to be their starter all year long, okay. then I would probably flip that the other way. Right. But you know, knowing that it could be Manziel the rest ooh. of the way makes me a little more nervous about about Gary Barnage. You know, you bring it. Ooh, man! Now you see <laughs> why you got to bring real life. In <laughs> uh, that's a, that makes it tough. All right, good. We'll, all right, we'll, good decisions. All right, we'll, we'll move on. Jonathan Stewart, Demarco Murray, Charmander West. Is he has he has he evolved yet? Uh, he's going to get Charizard. Yeah, he's probably actually at Charizard levels right he's now. Charizard, Charizard West, uh, Charcandrick West, Jonathan Stewart, or Demarco. Fabs, Murray. you're the king of the running backs over here. So mm-hmm. who do you, who do you choose on this one? Well, uh, I'm going to marry Demarco. He hasn't been as good as he was last oh, year, wow. but he's still getting getting back in bed with the old flame okay. from the Cowboys yeah, days. Yeah. He's been doing okay. Yeah, you know what? He broke my heart, but that's all right. I'm a forgiving <laughs> type of person. Uh, I am going to flex. Wow. You know what? I'm going to flex Charkandrick West. Of course you are. Right? Like, how could you go away Jonathan from Charizard? Stewart? Oh, there you go. That's it. I like it. That's it. I like it. Anybody? Um, I'll jump in while Marcus decides. Go for it. Yeah, you Please. go for it. <sighs> this is very tough. Going to marry Jonathan Stewart, though. He's been my boy what? this offseason. Wow. He's finally getting his work. He had a okay. tough, tough game against the Packers, but he still okay. had over 20 carries. Um, And he had, he'd been playing really well beforehand. Yeah. Flex DeMarco Murray. No, you know what? Flex Charmander West. Yeah. There Just you because go. DeMarco hasn't been that efficient. I saw him on the trainer table last week for a split second. <laughs> He's getting heart palpitations. <laughs> Plus, I think Ryan Matthews is the better running back in that offense. So, Jonathan right. Stewart, Cherokee Andrick West, you're coming with me. DeMarco Murray, hit the bricks. Dude, I'm going to – I tell you right now, I'm going to marry Charmander. <laughs> oh, all right. I'll tell you right now, I'm so high on Charmander, man. I, I just am. Uh, you know, I think about Andy Reid and, and 
you know, they say he's a an offensive guru. He totally is. But man, what he's been able to do for running backs, especially his whole offense funnels through him. Exactly. I I just love uh, the skill set that uh, Charizard brings to the table. Um, I will marry him wholeheartedly and happily, uh, and I will flex Demarco Murray, who was horrible for the first three weeks of the season. But over the last few weeks, I think he's. Figured out the offense. I think Chip Kelly has figured out a way to get him the ball and for them to kind of have a happy balance there uh, between spread offenses and power run game. And I, I, I like the prospects for DeMarco. He really hasn't been as bad as advertised. Oh, no, he's he's been fine. It was a tough decision, but I had to go with my boy Jay Stu. And Jay Stu, uh, I'm sorry, my man, but uh, you're going to have to get cut from Team Co. Man. Uh, well, I'm going to go. I think I'm going to. Man. This is really hard. <laughs> I'm all hard, Mark. I might, I might have to jump on with Gelhar. I think, okay. I think I might have to, you know, walk down the aisle with Jay Stu here because yeah. the the Panthers, I mean, they really love running the ball as much as yes. as well as Cam Newton is. They're still is, the number one running offense. This is a run based offense right now, and Stewart has run really well. I, I'm flexing Demarco Murray just because they're starting to give him a lot of touches now. Uh, you know, I think that's. What Chip Kelly's realized is that he's a volume guy. As much as I think Ryan Matthews is a more talented, better running back, Murray's getting the touches. So it is with great sadness that I have to say goodbye. To Charmander? To Charcandra. No. That was a good one. We all had different decisions. I know. It was good. All right, Brandon Cooks, Stefan Diggs, Jarvis Landry. The small but efficient wide receivers. I do like this one. Yeah, that is a tough one, dude. Mm-hmm. That is a tough one. So who's going first? I'll go, uh, I'll, I'll go first. I'll go for it. I'll MG. go first. You know what? MG hit me. I am. I'm gonna flex Brandon Cooks because I do like what the Saints have been doing the last couple of weeks. It looks like they're getting back to it. I, I think Willie Sneed's still gonna be a part of the offense, but Cooks is is making plays again. I agree. Um, look, man. I said at the beginning of the year I was ride or die with Jarvis Landry. <laughs> I'm sticking with it, and because they find ways to get him the okay. football. You know, sure. even if the offense isn't necessarily clicking, they still find ways to get him the football. And if you have him in a league where you get point re- your points for like returns and touchdowns and that sort of thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can still do something. I like Stephon Diggs. I, I just I'm so so on Teddy Bridgewater in that offense right now. So I gotta I gotta cut him. Gailhart, what do you think? I uh, well, if you're cutting Stephon Diggs, I'll bring him on down. I think I'm gonna marry him. Rest, <laughs> rest of the wow. No, actually, he's got two tough matchups. Oh God, this is hard. I was just thinking, <laughs> I was just thinking about his schedule. He's still gotta play the Cardinals. Still gotta play the Seahawks. Uh actually, you know what? I think I might have to marry Jarvis Landry, flex Cooks, and cut Diggs, too. I was going to go the other direction, but uh, I, I talked myself out of it. You know what? Myself I'm going to go, it. Warriors, come out and play. I'll go with Stefan Diggs. Okay. Um, what is that reference to? <laughs> it's from the movie The Warriors. <laughs> it's from the movie The Warriors. You'll have to watch the, it, Fab. The, the guy comes out never and says, it, can it. you dig it? That's basically the reference to ah, Stephon okay. Diggs. Okay. Uh, we Sorry. could also go five time, five time, five time, five time, yeah. five time. See, I get that one. Like that one. I get the T. I, get the, uh, I like both. T. I like both, but yeah. the, the high-pitched Warriors scream okay. is... Uh, Much better for an audio podcast. It's right. slightly funnier. <laughs> uh, okay, but we'll move on. Uh, no, I will... Uh, I'll tell you right now. Uh, I'm starting to believe in Brandon Cooks again. I'm going to marry Brandon Cooks, wow. believe it or not. Ooh. I think he's got his uh, early season troubles behind him. I think Drew Brees is slinging that rock again. He looks extremely accurate, um, and I love the fact... He's just putting it on Brandon Cooks. He's making it so that Brandon Cooks cannot... Drop these passes. That's how accurate it is. Um, I, and and for, for me to pick Cooks, it's more of an endorsement uh, of Drew Brees for the rest of the season. So I will marry Brandon Cooks. I'm going to flex uh, Warriors, Stefan Diggs. And believe it or not, I will say 
cut Jarvis Landry. Okay, this one was very close. It's a very close. I was actually, before I talked myself out of it, I was leaning cutting Landry too. Wow. Uh, And the only reason I say that is because I don't necessarily believe in in Tannehill. We talked about the problems in the offense, and I think they want to get Lamar Miller a little bit more involved. They always do. Which I'm fine with that. Yeah, so I think think Jarvis will take somewhat of a backseat. In in PPR, obviously, uh, uh, Jarvis Landry still – uh, would be a, a merry for me, mm-hmm. but uh, I think in standard leagues, I'll, I'll say cut. All right, Fabs, what say you? Well, I mean, who is a bigger supporter of Brandon Cooks than I was? You got to marry him. You got to hitch your wagon to that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get down on one knee. Yeah. Propose to Cooks. I am going to flex Landry, and uh, I like Diggs, but uh, I'm cutting him. Okay. Tough, tough break for Diggs. Yeah. Yeah, I like Cutting it. Them. All, right, All right, I'll I'll hit this next segment quick because I'm f- coding the articles as soon as we get done with the podcast. But okay. our good friend uh, Chris Anthony of right. FantasyOmatic.com, he has a one-of-a-kind algorithm that helps get uh, sort of advanced in different looks at player ratings, takes a lot more things into factor uh, than simply fantasy points against. So uh, he has uh, an article of players to trade for who have a very – uh, favorable. Generous, favorable schedule the rest of the season, okay. including the fantasy playoffs. And he has a list of players to potentially trade away or use as trade bait to get some of these other players. All right. So I guess what we'll do. I'll throw out a couple of these names and see what you guys you guys think about them for this. Well, let me just let me just start off by saying he's saying trade away Adrian Peterson. Well, that's the headline. That is that is one of the headlines. Yes. Um, however, he says you can use Adrian Peterson and trade him away to only do it if you're going to get a couple ex couple good pieces that you really need back. Because, like I said uh, before when I was thinking about Diggs, Peterson has to go up against the Seahawks still, the Cardinals, the Packers, who have been playing better against the run, um, but he traditionally gashes them. So let's look. I don't have the article in front of me, but let's look at the rest but let's of the say, But let's say you had Adrian Peterson, and he's saying you should trade for Blake Bortles, TJ Yeldon. He likes the Jags' schedule the rest of the way. Um, and he's also saying... Um, Randall Cobb and Mike Evans. Yes. Uh, trade for those guys. So let me say you had Adrian Peterson. Would you, uh, Fabs? Would you make a trade if you had Adrian Peterson? I know you never do one for two, but just just bear with me for a second. Oh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not well, Fabs that. is getting the two. He'll he'll like it. So how about if you were trading away? Would you trade away Adrian Peterson to bring in T.J. Yeldon and Mike Evans? No. Nope. Wouldn't do it. Do it. I, I just don't. I don't. Wouldn't I don't, do it. I don't, I, I don't love either of those players like that. <laughs> I just don't. I, I listen. I'm, I'm sure this guy has has a. There's great, there's some arguments for all. I these I don't listen to that stuff. <laughs> uh, listen, it's right here, buddy. I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, he tapped his heart. For yeah, those that's right. Days. That's <laughs> right. I uh, no. There's no way in heck. And, and to trade for Alex Smith. Yeah, is Smith there is... is there a more uh, frustrating quarterback who can't. Exploit a good matchup, but he'll the, put up a good number against a bad, uh, against a against a, a really tough team. Uh, I, I the Smith one was only because he has a good schedule during the playoffs. Uh, I don't trust But I didn't like I didn't like that one as much. Yeah. I like the idea of trading for Bortles. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree with Cobb. He's got a, a much easier schedule coming up, and okay. he just he mm-hmm. just performed well against a tough matchup. Uh, the Packers seem committed to to working him into other spots. He should have had another touchdown on the game, but Rodgers missed him. Um, Kels, Travis Kelsey and Greg Olson are both good options for sure. tight ends if you need to trade for them. Absolutely. And uh, some of the other characters to trade away, Matt Ryan, uh, totally yes. agree with that. Definitely. Yeah, but Use, you know what? what you don't need an algorithm to tell you that. You, what can you get for him right now? Well, Nothing. hopefully hopefully Nothing. you can trade his name value. You're, you're packaging him with something. You're packaging. Oh, I'm, I, I think I have him in, the, in our writer's producers. I just straight dropped him. And uh, the Charles Clay one I thought was interesting, too, because all of his fantasy points came against his easiest matchups. But I mean, no, but no one's going to want him. 
Charles Clay? I mean, we don't know that. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I do. He's still, I mean, that's that's I you, do. but yeah, this I mean, is also, we're talking about standard leagues where people aren't into the stats as deeply yeah, as we are and yeah, into the I game film and analysis. So, I mean, all you do is look at the numbers and, and, and think, okay, well, Charles Clay is really, you know, not. Yeah, but if somebody if somebody goes to look at the numbers and sees Charles Clay is like a top fifteen fantasy tight end, who was injured a little bit, they might they might they might. Just make I would point. say a guy that's not on this list that you would trade away. Okay, I mean you see Matt Ryan, I would trade Julio Jones. What? Partially because I don't really two believe in Matt Ryan. Norman. And he's got, and that's the big part. Two matchups against Norman. Two of his three playoff matchups are against the Carolina Panthers. And I know Ew. you know you're not you're not going to sit Julio Jones. You're never going to really sit Julio Jones. But if I could bring some guys in, okay. That that I think have better playoff matchups. Like if I could somehow swing like a, a Julio Jones for, I don't know, maybe an Allen Hearns, and then you package Hearns with somebody else. Uh, get myself a good receiver with some good playoff matchups. Maybe get another running back back the other way. Um, yeah, I would do that. Oh man, I would do that. That's that's that's, that's dangerous. Saucy. That is saucy. I like it though. I like it a lot. But, yeah, so anyways, we'll have these up a little later today. You okay. can uh, check them out on NFL.com slash fantasy. I don't know if we'll have a vanity URL or not, but okay. they will be up. They will be out there. It's some good analysis. Something, Just something to think about if you're, you know, on the fence of getting into the fantasy playoffs. You got, you might have to make some moves. <clears throat> At the very least, it tells you who's got a favorable schedule right. um, uh, the rest of the way. That's, and that's that definitely helps. The best part of the information. Fantasy Omatic exactly. is the uh, the partner there that we're working with uh, at nfl.com slash fantasy. All right, let's do Daily Dabs and get out of here. do it. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. Dabs and hooks. Give me dabs because I'll be scribbling right. Give me dabbing up, dabs and bow, dabs and All right, Daily Dab time. Uh, our uh, bi-weekly <laughs> uh, props to the world here. We'll start with uh, Alex Gellhar. What you got for me, Wiz? Well, mine, I had, uh, I had tweeted about it last night. It's a it's a Twitter handle that I love. It's a great follow. I hadn't seen any pop up in my timeline recently, so I went back and checked it out. Uh, it is Amazon Movie Reviews. You can find it at A-M-Z-N Movie R-E-V-W-S. Okay. What it does is this Twitter profile just scans the Amazon DVD reviews for the most insane hilarious reviews of movies and DVDs. Please tell website. me you have a, a, a... Oh, I've got a couple oh, for good, us, but good, I tweeted about how it's one of my favorite follows on it's Twitter, awesome. and one of the listeners uh, at John Tunger said, oh, it should give a Daily Dap question mark, and I said, that is a fantastic idea. So here's here's a small sampling. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, One Star, The Phantom Menace was better. This movie was the worst by far. There was only one lightsaber fight, and they didn't even do any spins and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, you know the, what? Though? The Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, okay. One star. All right. Not enough wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe adding some CGI wolves would make it better. You know what? That's not untrue. That's not untrue. Uh, Maybe we have some wolves walking around the streets of New York. That might not be bad. Uh, this one was great too. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Two stars. Monkeys. That's the that's entire it. Review. That's the entire review. That's it. That's, uh, that's all they got. Saw Good. Saw four. This will be the last one. Saw four. One star. Avoid this movie. I watched this movie and then my cat died. Was that supposed to happen? <laughs> so this is a fantastic follow on Twitter. Every uh, once in a while, one of these ridiculous reviews will pop up, and uh, it's just it's just hilarious. That so it's always stuff. always good for a laugh. <clears throat> I do like that a lot. That's good stuff. I'm gonna start following that guy. It's uh, totally it's, worth it's it. It's hilarious. That's great. How about it, Marcus? Uh, one, uh, it's a couple real quick. One, uh, Roddy White, this is kind of a reverse dap. He, uh, he's not a tweet as we were doing this podcast says, you know, your kids are getting old when you can no longer spend under a thousand dollars to cover all the B-Day gifts. Hashtag real life problems. That's not real life. Problems. Bruh. Bruh. 
Real Pro- life problem? That's, that's not a real life problem. That's not a real life problem. There are plenty of people out there who, uh, you know, don't have to worry. Uh, about unless he don't, meant don't it. That. Unless he meant it ironically. Maybe, maybe he did. Uh, but I don't know. think so. But I don't think so. Uh, so that. Think so. But uh, my real dap, the newest and funniest meme out there that's not Philip Rivers' face. Okay. Uh, confused Travolta. Confused what? Travolta. Confused Travolta. It is basically people have taken. Uh, it's it's a shot from Pulp Fiction. Okay. When he fr- it's when he first gets to uh, Mia Wallace's house to pick her up for dinner, and okay. he's looking around trying to find where the intercom is and looking sort of confused. Ah. They have clipped that, and now he's being put into all sorts of different situations. So such he, as, uh, <laughs> such as I.E. Vincent Vega arriving late to school and can't remember which class to go to. <laughs> Vincent Vega finding the classroom, but the teacher locked the door because he's 30 minutes late. Vincent Vega. Vincent Vega going to a party but can't find any of his friends. I, they, I, they also have done it like my reaction when I see one of him in a parking lot. I come out of the yes. store and can't remember and where can't I remember where I parked my car. So it's just him spinning around. <laughs> so it's around. him kind of spinning, looking around. to me all the time. Uh, it's, you go to, you go to the awesome daily, uh, theawesomedaily.com slash Confused Travolta. Confused Travolta. It's, it's great. I hadn't seen this yet. Thank you for bringing that into my life. Yes. Nice. Yes. Nice. So nice. there you go. Nice. Uh, how about it, Fabs? Uh, my dap goes to the uh, the people out there who decided that they were going to ban that. What? What? Starbucks cups? Starbucks cups. Oh, you know, I've been reading and a little bit about this. What is the deal here? Just I don't get it. it. It's just to why it just further proves how dumb we have become as a society. Well, they haven't really? banned the cups. Yet. No, 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 oh, no. But, but there are people. They're who, calling for the ban. Who uh, who want to ban people from actually? Purchasing coffee out of these Starbucks in these red cups Why? because they're holiday cups. You're right, and they don't. We're not at the mention anything yet? about Christmas, and so then oh. they're telling people. So it's kind of an anti-dap then. But so you're saying it's, so? It's so an the, anti-dap. I just so like, what is it? The argument is that because it doesn't say anything about Christmas, Christmas that, that, that that Starbucks is anti-religious. That, right, that they're they're anti-Christian because they they're not saying Christmas oh, on their cups. I mean, such a face palm, oh, dude. I mean, there are so many more important things going on in the world to worry than, about. Yeah, than a stupid red cup. Man, I mean, uh, yeah, it is an anti. Man. It isn't it because I read that and I'm wow. like, really, really, really. Listen, you know what? If people good, good if cause. people want to believe or not want to believe, listen, man, we're all individuals. It's a cup. <laughs> It's a cup. It's a cup. I'm done. All right, cool. Thanks. Um, rant over. Rant yes. over. I like it. I'll give my daily dap to the uh, to the to the football players over at Mizzou. Uh, the power of sport on full display uh, there at the University of Missouri as the football team threatened to boycott um, practices, boycott games. It could have cost the university uh, millions of dollars. And as a result, um, there was a lot of controversy around the, the resignation of the uh, Missouri president. Um, and there wasn't that much traction until um, the football team threatened to basically boycott games. And literally 48 hours after they threatened that boycott, he's gone. Um, so it was, to me, uh, an act of courage for them because, you know, they're putting their scholarships on the line. Um, and, and really the way they kind of live life too. So, but they stood up for what they believed in. And in the end, um, they got what they wanted now. And they got what was right. That's a good dap. Yeah. Like, and I think, look, do I, do I necessarily agree with the president stepping down? I'm not sure that that's more of a political statement. And the, the, if you kind of read all the, 
the details behind that, it's murky at best. It's murky at best. Um, but that being said, the power of sport there and for the college students, the football players, student athletes, to stand up for what they believe in, I will dap that. Yeah, very, all I think that's long. that's very the best very part cool act of unity from that team too. Yeah. To you know, not Garrett just Pinkle, have the coach right. standing behind his players. I'll daily dap him as well. It was, it was pretty awesome to see. So there you go. All right, that's your daily daps, and that is your podcast for today. James Go here with uh, the Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar, MG Marcus Grant, and the Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano. Thanks for listening. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.